All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am back for another brand new episode of The Wrestling Court. It is the 3rd of 2022. I'm your host, Julie Cannon, and I have JD here. Tell the world how you're doing. I am doing fine. There's a winter storm coming and, well, allegedly a winter storm coming. So getting ready for that. You know, they said that what happened last week, but we got nothing, like literally nothing. Exactly. They they started to hype it up for Philadelphia. And then it was like, well, you know, it could not be that bad. It could just be coding. It just depends. I'm like, all right, well, you know, it is what it is. So I'll wait till Saturday night and see it to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, we have the Royal Rumble this Saturday. You think we should just kick off the show with our predictions of the show? Yes, I got to write a note to myself because uh, the fact that they're doing pay-per-views on Saturdays now is throwing me for a loop. So I got to remember it's on Saturday instead of Sunday. Oh, boy. Now you hear my son crying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, come over here, buddy. Watch me do the show. Watch me do the show. All right. Goody. So now let's get to the Royal Rumble. Um, this is the first Royal Rumble back with fans as last year it was all virtual screens. Which is a lot better because, you know, we don't have to listen. Well, they may be some piped in sounds depending, but I feel like we'll get somewhat of the uh, live crowd reaction. Uh, that's so much better than, than the Thunderdome. The only positive they had last year is that they hid all the surprises. Now that fans are back, we are going to see possibly photos from people coming in the arena. Oh, yeah, of course. It's going to be all all the dirt sheets are going to try to spoil and everything like that. Um, I'm going to try to keep away from it because I what I really love about the Royal Rumble is the surprise, you know, the surprise people in the actual Royal Rumble matches. So I'm hoping that people won't start spoiling things. Ah, you know, once they do come out, I'm not going to believe a single word because people will say this, people will say that. The next thing you know, oh, what happened? Why didn't they appear? And then they'll say, oh, plans change or my source, my sources <laughs> uh, was incorrect. I'm like, you should have reported it in the first place. Of course. Well, people keep saying how The Undertaker is going to be there this weekend. I'm like, well, of course, his wife, is in the Royal Rumble. So, you know, normally, you know, if the spouse is a wrestler, normally they will be there. Like she's normally there whenever he has his big matches. So, you know, people are just trying to hype that up. Yeah, it's Mark Calloway, um, not The Undertaker. <laughs> it's um, Michelle's husband now. <laughs> it's uh, Blue Lives Matter Mark Calloway. That's who it is. <laughs> oh, God damn. Uh, Nothing against police officers, everyone, but it's a subject (laughs) for another day. So let's get right into it. Uh, We have Roman Reigns versus Seth freaking Rollins for the Universal Championship. And the Usos are banned from ringside. I'm not sure how to feel about this because I would like to go with Seth Rollins for this one. But I feel as though the fact that we have the Usos barred from ringside, somebody else is going to show up for Roman Reigns. Um, like, I don't know who would show up, but I have a feeling that someone else is going to show up and he may end up retaining. I think that someone else could be Goldberg. True. True. 
two matches a year, and this one could be his first. So it, I think it's going to be Goldberg. But if yeah, not, it is that time. So if not, I think Roman's going to win um, cleanly, or it might be some fuckery along the way. It could be because, like, they can give it to because the way things are around here, they could easily give it to Seth Rollins and have Roman Reigns win it back in Saudi. So, you know, it's all a matter. I don't. Know, it's just all a matter how the match starts to go. But I feel like somebody is definitely going to pop up in this match. Or it could be a uh, wait. I, I was going to say Drew McIntyre, but he's not cleared to return yet. Oh uh, yep, yep. But uh, this one should be interesting. I'm actually looking more towards to the finish of this match than the actual match itself. Yeah, because you want to know like who's going to win and if someone's going to show up to interfere, um, if Kevin Owens is going to get involved somehow, you know, that could be something that Kevin Owens get involved. Uh, Roman Reigns retains the title that way and it sets up that mania match between uh, Seth and KO. Because, you, you know, you have that underlining theme with those two that uh one is going to turn on the other so exactly Mm -hmm. so then we have edge and beth phoenix versus the miz and maurice in a mixed tag team match um i think the segment they put off this week was far better than last week yeah um yeah seeing them two work together and take out the security team was an awesome segment everything um the miz and maurice are just ready to go against any any tag team, any mixed tag team uh, available. So with them going against uh, Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix, I have, of course, Edge and Beth winning. Um, the Miz and Maurice, you know, when, when it comes to a situation like this, they'll take the loss to it. I mean, Miz last year went against, um, I think it was Bad Bunny he went against. At WrestleMania. Tag team match. Yep, at WrestleMania. So, um I feel as though with this, Edge and Beth Phoenix are going to win here. Uh, We're going to see a lot of cool double tag team moves. I'm sure Beth Phoenix is going to do something with the Miz, but I think this, I think this is going to be a fun match to watch. You know, every time when the Miz is in these big match situations, he winds up losing and he hasn't really won a big match like this. Um, Perfect example was a few years ago when they had John Cena and Nikki Bella mm-hmm. going against the Miz and the Maurice. Miz lost. Then, as you said last year, they had him going against uh, Bad Buddy and Damian Priest. Miz and Morrison lost, and one of them was out the company. So yeah. I want the Miz and the Maurice to win. Mm-hmm. I have, even though I have a feeling Edge and Beth is going to win. But if the Miz and um, Maurice wins, I think they could continue this program to the next pay per view. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I don't know what the plans would be for um, these four come WrestleMania, but this could be a few that could lead to WrestleMania, you know, add a stakes to it or something like that. Um, you know, maybe a uh, street match or something. Maybe Maurice pulls out the brick in the purse again or something. And uh-huh. then, the, you know, the stakes just kind of go higher and higher from here. Uh, speaking of which, do you think Maurice will pull out the brick in this match? I think she'll, she will. I think she will. Because um, Maurice, the way they're portraying her is that she's like slightly afraid of Beth Phoenix. So I feel like she's going to try to cheat her way to win. Uh, because, you know, the way that they're showing, like, 
Beth Phoenix is a lot more dominant and stronger than Maurice, of course. Um, so I think that they're going to have the Miz and Maurice try to cheat their way through the match. And if that's the course that they're going to go, like, I feel like, um, cause this is a fun feud to see with these four. And I feel like a match like this could be a WrestleMania match. Um, but it's a, it's about if WWE is able to draw it out to WrestleMania and if the fans are patient enough for this to last to WrestleMania, but I feel like, yeah, Maurice is going to pull out the brick in the uh, purse. Either Beth Phoenix is going to catch it the first time and then Maurice uses it again. And that's how, if they go to win the match, that's how they win. I don't know. I have a feeling like this is going to be a one-off match for Russ, uh, for Royal Rumble. My final question for that, who do you think is taking the pin? Because I think it's going to be uh, Beth Phoenix. I think uh, Beth Phoenix will win and Maurice takes the pen. Ha. Either way, uh, they got to continue this feud somehow. Yeah, I hope they do. And I hope that if they do continue the feud, that they'll play it right. Because oh, sometimes with WWE, they will run the feud to the ground. And, uh, you know, we'll get Beth Phoenix versus Maurice and Edge versus The Miz. And, you know, the Beth Phoenix and Maurice, can they coexist? type of tag team matches so i'm hoping if they do continue this feud that they'll be able to continue it but not like give us too much to where as though by the time we get to the match it feels like you already saw this 20 times already at 20 times <laughs> <laughs> that's how get, they be <laughs> then we get to becky lynch versus Dujop. share me your thoughts before i go with my prediction i wish that we didn't have Dewdrop as Dewdrop. Um, you know, and I feel slightly the same way with the situation with Walter, when you completely change someone's name like that, especially if all they're doing, just switching brands, you kind of like erase their history. So now with what we're getting with Dewdrop, like she's trying to recreate herself since she, you know, is done with Eva Marie and they're trying to present her as though she like really has a chance to win the title. I'm going with Becky Lynch. Um, if they, I, I highly doubt they're going to have her drop the title to do drop. That would be a complete shocker. Um, and if they, and if somehow the title is dropped to do drop, um, then it'll be like one of those situations where she's basically a transition uh, champion until, you know, and have her drop to um, either Bianca or whoever. And then that will lead to um, WrestleMania. But the way they've been presenting um, Becky Lynch so far, that even if she feels like she's about to lose, she will cheat the win. She'll hold on to the rope. She'll grab the tights and stuff like that. And so I feel as though um, with this match, I think Becky Lynch is going to retain her title. And I think if she is going to lose her title, it will be at WrestleMania. I have a feeling that Becky Lynch is going to retain also, but I do think for some way, somehow, they might um, include Ronda Rousey into this since she's rumored to return. I believe if Ronda Rousey returns, whether it's the Women's Royal Rumble match or this match, it has to be the main event. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this match will be the main event, but they need to throw it in somehow, some way. And if Ronda Rousey's in this um, 
match. I believe she'll appear after it, depending on who wins or during. But I'm leaning more towards after. But my prediction is I think Becky Lynch will win either by DQ or by um, submission. Because I don't think there's no way she's going to pin her. Who pinned Dewdrop? Yes. I think she will. Because, I mean, they're trying to, cause they're trying to build up the women's division so that there's like some type of competitors for her title but she has beaten Bianca Belair so many times she's beaten Liv Morgan so many times by pinning them but she'll hold on to the rope or something like that so it like gives that little ounce of like she won she beat me but she had to hold on to the rope so I think um if they're going to like do something else with Dewdrop whether this match replays on on um on Raw or something like that, that she'll get straight up pinned this time. It will be interesting if she does put her in a submission and Dewdrop actually taps. If that happens, then we won't get any type of rematch with that. Uh, no, they won't. And that also depends to whether Dewdrop can go to Saudi Arabia. True. Yeah, because, you know, she's from um, overseas. So I'll, that's something to think about. But yeah. I believe Becky Lynch is going to win. I also think that Ronda Rousey might appear during this match or at, sometime after this match. I think it'll be at the Royal Rumble. I think she'll be a surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble. Oh, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, we have Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman going against Bobby Lashley with MVP for the WWE Championship. After all that shit talking Brock Lesnar's <laughs> done to um, Bobby Lashley, Lashley needs this win more than Brock does. He definitely does. I'm really hoping that Bobby wins this match. And then I guess, you know, Lesnar will, you know, start a feud either with Roman Reigns or he'll be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble from there. Um, But I really hope that Bobby Lashley wins. But they do like confusing things. So that weigh in that they did last Wednesday. uh, (laughs) I had... I felt the same way for that weigh-in as the weigh-in that they did in AEW. I felt that was dumb. It was a waste. I mean, Brock Lesnar came away with a good joke and stuff. And then uh, I forgot what, I don't know if that was, I think it was last week that uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander just randomly started attacking Bobby Lashley, which I didn't get that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I didn't get that because I was like, well, the last time Shelton Benjamin saw Brock Lesnar, if I remember correctly, was at the Royal Rumble where he got thrown out. And it's like, I don't know why Cedric is attacking Bobby Lashley. I was hoping that, you know, the Hurt Business will kind of reconnect around this time. And that way, you know, if they really trying to build up Brock Lesnar as, you know, the way he always is, I'm hoping that Bobby Lashley will beat him outright one on one. But my concern is with WWE, once they get around, you know, WrestleMania time, they really start building up Roman Reigns. They really start building up Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. So where it feels like like they're unbeatable around this time. But I'm really hoping that Bobby Lashley wins the title here. I do, too. And I hope this match goes less than about 10 minutes. And here's something I um, thought of that I heard um, Don Tony say on the show a few days ago, which I think could be interesting if it happens. So mm-hmm. since the Usos are barred from ringside on Roman Reigns' match, what if they interfere in this match? That'll be interesting. It would That'll be. be very interesting because uh, because of Paul Heyman and everything. 
that'll be interesting. And then it'll, I guess that will start the, you know, feud of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns because um, the rumor allegedly is that that's what the uh, WrestleMania match is going to be is between them two. Oh, I'm hoping it's not too. <laughs> yeah, I know, and because uh, people are saying it's going to be them two title versus title to condense the two titles, which I don't think is exactly time for it yet. Even though like their roster is about half the size that it is now, but I'm hoping they keep two titles so that it's you know more people have a chance to get at a title. Because when it was one title. It was just someone, you know, can you imagine Roman Reigns having this one title for the past year? It would be like, it'll be, it'll get boring because there's like, there's no one, there's no other person trying to, you know, win the title and stuff like that. At least, you know, we had Brock, uh, Bobby Lashley, we had Brock Lesnar, we had other people um, holding the title during that time. Um, but I'm really hoping that Bobby Lashley wins this, but it's just, it's just concerning because they keep having Brock Lesnar do these Bobby who type of jokes to kind of like uh, diminish his domination and everything. And so I'm hoping that Bobby Lashley, you know, wins. And he says, you know, Bobby, the WWE champ, that's who I'm hoping that's the line that we get here. See, um, I don't know where these discussions of them combining the belts are coming from because WrestleMania is going to be two nights, meaning, Two nights and two belts are going to be on the line on both of those nights, not one of them. Right. So that, that's not going to happen. Uh, so I'm going with Bobby Lashley, and I have a feeling that the, they're going to have the Usos interfere in that Brock Lesnar match just because of the technicality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that technicality is there for a reason. Uh, it's there to be broken. Exactly. So we have the women's Royal Rumble match. And let's see, this is for the women's championship match at WrestleMania 38. Also to note that Charlotte is in this match. And she said that if she wins this match, she will choose her challenger, which I think is quite interesting. That's how they should have done it years ago. (laughs) But um, this is going to be the named participant so far. Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Quayle Zelina, Tamina, Shotzi Blackheart, Natalia, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, the Bella Twins, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae. Oh boy, her on Twitter this week. My God, that shit is funny. <laughs> Impact Wrestling uh, Women's Champion, Mickey James, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan for now. Right. All right. So, who do you think is going to start it? Ooh. Um. It might be Rhea Ripley who started. Hmm. I don't think it will be any of the returning legends. Um. I think Bianca Belair was first last year. She was first or second, I believe. I think she was second. Yeah. Um, I I think Liv Morgan will come out towards the middle. Oh, sorry, she was third. She was third. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't think it'll be any of the returning legends, but I think it could be either. Re- it'll be somebody, 
either Rhea Ripley or even uh, Queen Zelina. I think it'll be one of them too. I have a feeling that, um, let's see, let me go through my list. I have a feeling that Charlotte and Rhea Ripley is going to start it. That'll be interesting. And then next will probably be one of the legends. But do, how many other legends do you think could appear? I think we'll get a few more. Um, I know uh, Trish Stratus I put out there that she's training, so I think she will appear. Um, I think we'll get a few more, and I feel like we're going get, to get some of the NXT 2.0 women up there as well because we're missing about nine people. So I think some of that will be NXT 2.0. Um, I think we'll get a few more legends. I think Trish will be coming back. Um, I think Bailey will come back as well. Um, let's see, Sasha's still injured. So she, I think Sasha will come back um, after the show in Saudi Arabia. I think maybe like two, three more will be surprise legends. Let me go back to Bailey real quick because on my prediction show for 2022, the whole mm-hmm. year, I said that um, if Bailey returns, I believe she will win the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So she's still my pick if she returns. Now, yeah. if she doesn't return, I believe Ronda Rousey is going to go in this match and win it. I have that feeling too um, that Ronda Rousey may appear at the Royal Rumble. Um, I think she'll be number 30. That's what I think it is. Um, if she doesn't return and if Bailey doesn't return, just in case they hold those off for some reason, I feel like Charlotte Flair may win. And that will cover, um, you know, the one title. Because normally the second title, uh, the number one contender is in the elimination chamber. So I think Charlotte's, Charlotte will have the choice of her opponent off the Royal Rumble. And then we'll find out who will be the... Um, number one contended for Raw at um, the Elimination Chamber. See, if Charlotte wins, who do you believe she'll challenge? Now, I'm hoping that um, so it could be that if Ronda Rousey was to appear outside the Royal Rumble, I think it could be with um, the next SmackDown. Because uh, when Ronda Rousey first came, she was mainly on Raw. And now that the um, shows are on different networks, I think if she was to come back, she'll be appearing more on Fox. So I think that uh, when Charlotte goes to announce who she would like to face, I think that's who it would be. Because um, Charlotte kind of pretty much kind of ran through most of the roster. I can't really think of anyone else who she hasn't really dominated like that except for a returning Bailey. Um they tried to build up Naomi for it. Um Sasha Banks is injured unfortunately. So I feel like it could be Ronda Rousey or it could be Bailey. Um because if they don't return at the Royal Rumble, they can pro- they may more likely return at the next SmackDown. And then that's how you know Charlotte will pick who she wants to face between one of those two. Charlotte Ronda Rousey. Oh boy. <laughs> this this was going to be the match at WrestleMania two years ago before um Belly got not Belly, uh, Becky Lynch got put in. Right. Yep. 
but that that should be an interesting match on all aspects. Uh, as far as legends go, for my choice, I think Victoria is one of them. Uh, we know oh, that yeah. we know the iconics are not going to be in it. Yeah. Uh, Candice Michelle probably. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I just want to see her. That's all. <laughs> I had a kind of a weird crush on her when I was in high school. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> I who else do I think is gonna be in? Uh, shit, shit, shit. How about Gail Kim? I know she has bad blood with WWE. <laughs> But I have a feeling sometime um, in the future she might go back for one spot. Yeah, I think so too. Because uh, you know we've seen it all. Um, I think Molly Molly Holly may show up too. Oh yeah, so if Molly Holly does, I think her and Nikki Ash will probably have a thing in the ring. Yeah, that's what I think will happen. Um, yeah, I think Molly Holly, Trish Stratus, and I think probably one more, one more legend. I think they'll probably fill it up more with NXT crew than Legends. I, yeah. I just think those three Legends will be it. Yeah, I think they're going to keep the Legends small and then just have the rest of the surprises for uh, the NXT 2.0 girls. Oh, 2.0. Oh, boy. Yeah. We get, <laughs> we get to the men's Royal Rumble match. Um, this is not really filled up yet, but as of right now, since it's only 21 out of 30, I mean, sorry, 22 out of 30, mm-hmm. we have the Street Profits, the Mysterios, Austin Theory, Sheamus, Johnny Knoxville, for some reason, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, Baron Corbin, Mocap Boss, Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Oz- Amos, Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, Shaq Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. Oh, and before we uh, continue, uh, who do you think will be the final four of the Women's Royal Rumble? Um, I think it will be Charlotte, Bianca Belair, um, let's see, third one. I would say Liv Morgan. And I think the fourth one will probably, I would say maybe Mickey James. Mickey James are a, a different legend. I think one of the legends is going to last to the final four. So for me, if Ronda Rousey's in, I'm mm-hmm. going with Ronda Rousey, Charlotte, Liv Morgan, and Bianca, only because they're trying to tell the story that Bianca's going to be the first one to attempt to win twice. Mm-hmm. Now, if Ronda's not fair, I'm going with Lita, Bianca, Charlotte, and Liv Morgan. Yeah. If it, if Rhonda or Bailey's in it, then it'll be one of them instead of the uh instead of the legend. Yeah, because Lita's itching for another return. Yeah, they did tease her versus Charlotte too. So um but yeah, I I feel like it's gonna be those four. And for Monday night, I said Monday night raw, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me continue. Oh, wait, I already read these names. So Benzoy Rumble. Uh, who do you believe will be the first two out? I said out to come making the entrance. Um I think for this one, 
I would say. Oh, that's my dog scratching the bed. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I would say um, probably maybe like one of the dirty dogs. I think it might be like Robert Rude and probably like. Um, Maybe like Angelo Dawkins. Ah, imagine they put the Street Profits both in first, first yeah. And second, that'd be quite funny. But that would be. I think they're gonna have Big E first and Kevin Owens second. They're probably gonna to try to have Big E last all the way up until um the end, and he'll probably get be the last one eliminated. Hmm. That's what I believe. But who do I think is winning it? Uh, it's hard to tell right now. Based on this roster alone, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, if I had to choose, if I had to choose. Uh, let's see. It's crazy that Sheamus is in, man. Ten years ago, he won the <laughs> Royal Rumble. Yep. Ah, uh, damn. Who could I go for? Based on this list alone and not for legends. Who could I go for? I would want to say Ray Mysterio, but no, only because the video game is coming out soon. I don't think they'll have anything to do with that. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah, because it's like whoever wins this will possibly go against um, Roman Reigns or Seth or uh, Bobby Lashley and uh, Brock Lesnar. So it would be like, it would, it would have to be someone who have, you know, who WWE will believe will create a big enough buzz for this to be the Royal Rumble. I mean, for the WrestleMania. My choice was AJ Styles. Um, but I just thought of something. What if they bring back Goldberg at number 30? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Vince isn't listening. <laughs> oh, my oh, but, God. But it just hit me looking at this list because I'm like, we're missing eight people. We know it's going to be NXT, NXT people. Um, it might be a few legends because they didn't announce any legends with this. Beside, uh, no one else outside the roster except for Johnny Knoxville. And it's like... The in the in the list that we have here, it's a lot of people who you could see being eliminated, but not a lot of people we could see winning this to go on to WrestleMania, especially for who's holding the title right now. You know, um, speaking of legends, I think only two would appear. One of them being X Pac. Yeah. The other, I yeah. the other is Goldberg. Has to be. That's what I think. I think, like, really, th- really sitting here looking at the list, I'm like, it, the list is kind of lacking here. And I think it's because they will have, they're going to have Goldberg return. Ah, they need some flavor. Yeah, they definitely do. Because, uh, I mean, you know, people will be looking towards, you know, Kofi with the uh, elimination saving move. Um, you know, Randy Orton to pull RKO's out of nowhere. But as far as the list, like, there's really nothing of story except for you can say AJ Styles and Big E. Um, I don't think it'll be Rey Mysterio either. I don't think, I think, 
I think Dominic may eliminate his dad or, you know, his wow. dad will eliminate him. I think it'll be, you know, between those two as far those two will be eliminated. But I think like as far as who could win, I think it'll be between those two, possibly Kevin Owens. But they really I mean, if Seth Rollins wins, they can, you know, continue that story between him and Kevin Owens. But I don't think it's enough there for them to create a, uh, you know, a main event WrestleMania match with they whenever it's whenever WrestleMania is around, WWE tends to, um, you know, go with what they're comfortable with. So, you know, I don't I don't really see someone winning off of this outside of if Goldberg doesn't show up. I my pick would be AJ Styles. It's AJ Styles. My pick is Biggie. Wait, mm-hmm. did I say Biggie? I'm sorry. No, you said Biggie would go on and he'll be eliminated last. Oh yes, that's saying. right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this this one's a mixed bag. It is. I feel like I feel like we're gonna get upset with this one because I I have a feeling that they're gonna insert Goldberg here somewhere. And uh, let's see here. Who do you think will have the longest time? I've I've said it might be Big E. I think it'll be Big E too. I think, well, I think Omos may have the most eliminations, but I think Big E will be in the longest. That's given. And since this is not a 40 or 50 man Royal Rumble, they can't break Braun or Brock (laughs) Lesnar's record. Nope. Oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah, Biggie's going to get it. Uh, I think Johnny Knoxville will be part of this comedy shit with Sami Zayn and possibly Happy Corbin, too. Yeah, yep. Uh, let's see here. Who do you think will have the most? Il- well, we just said almost. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Least amount of time. Um. I would say other than Johnny Knoxville. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a given. Like, I can see that going to Mad Cat Moss. I hope they don't do it to Austin Theory. Um I hope they don't do it to him. But I think if they return, if if there is a like uh it could be one of the NXT guys too, um, if they place it there. Like if they uh if they were to do um what's his name Grayson Waller he could be in there a short time AJ Styles eliminate him immediately or something like that um but yeah I think it I think it could be one of the NXT guys let's see uh, who do you believe will be the final four I would say. AJ Styles, um, Big E, uh, Kevin Owens, and if Goldberg's in it, Goldberg. If Goldberg's not in it, I would say maybe Randy Orton. So I believe it's going to be Big E, Randy Orton, Damian Priest, and Austin Theory. Okay. Those are my four. Hmm. Let's see here. This wearable should be interesting, though. <laughs> it will. I feel like it, it feels like we're missing something, too, because it's only six matches announced so far. Normally, they have a whole 
pre-show and everything like that. And um, there's no tag team titles. So, oh yeah, yeah. The, the tag team titles aren't on here and the Usos aren't announced. So I don't know if they're going to throw a, a match in there for them. Uh, the tag no, speaking of titles, the last time Shinsuke Nakamura defended the IC belt was when? Um, hmm. Was, was that when? maybe, let's say maybe October, maybe early November? <laughs> That's way too damn long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Maybe late God. November. Yeah. It had to be like, because they've been having him come out just for Pat McAfee to go crazy. And he was facing Apollo Crews at one point. And then it's just all about Rick Booze now. That, that, that's how much the belt means today. Yeah. Ah, oh, my God. But yeah, this Rumble match should be interesting. But I'm more inclined about the women's than a men's this year. Yep. Don't they have? Wait, there's there's uh the U.S. title too, right? Ah, oh, let me see here. Yeah. I think uh, who currently has the title? Damian Priest has it, but he's in a Rumble match. Yep. Yeah, no title for that is on the line. Which is crazy. <laughs> So that's go. That's the Royal Rumble um, preview show. Now let's get into GCW, more specifically the world on GCW, which took place last Sunday in the Hammerstein Ballroom of New York City. Now before we even get to this, uh, I wanted to go to the show, and I'm glad I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! I'm glad that I did not go there. <laughs> and. Uh, you must think it's a pain in the ass for the crew because um, I'm not sure if you noticed, but renting the Hammerstein Ballroom for an event is very expensive. Not as expensive as um, the Manhattan Center or the Grand Ballroom or mm-hmm. um, MSG, but the logistics of getting that crew and the ring stuff in there is a pain in the ass. I bet. Because it's very small, the way it's set up. And then, um, so I tuned into this uh, a little late. So when I tuned in, it was at the Leo Rush match. And I was going to watch it back. But after watching it, I was like, nah, I'm not going to watch this back. So, um, but yeah, I, very, very interesting setup. Um, I know with a lot of indie shows, there is like no barricade going down the ramp. Um, but I was like, it's very ballsy for not for them not putting up any type of rope or anything like that to keep people back. Um, because some of the entrances, uh, you know, I was a little, I was a little worried there for a bit. The fans would kind of like get a little too rowdy with the wrestlers coming down. You know, someone else should be fired for that entire paint job on Hammerstein. Holy shit, that looks yeah. terrible. <laughs> someone needs to be fired for that. I missed the classic look. Yeah, it looked like the way it looked, it looked like a very old building. And let me also say this. Good thing they did not do this on the on Grand Ballroom. Um, here's something I've, I'm not sure if you're aware of, but Hammerstein and the Great Ballroom is in the same building. But the Great Ballroom is all the way up to the ninth floor. 
Mm, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, there's only one tiny elevator where only four people could fit in. And the way they used to set Raw up there, which they also did at Raw, the 25th anniversary of Raw, mm. a lot of the crew would either go into that elevator, which is only could fit about four people, and the rest would have to walk up those nine flights of stairs with um, the ring shit. That's crazy. Yes, it's crazy. And that includes the fans too, because um, if you're, if you're di- going to go there, you better get there early because it's going to be a shit ton of people walking up those on flight of stairs which is about eight nine floors yeah that's crazy i didn't even know it was that high up oh yeah it is it is i've only went inside there once mm-hmm. once ever and it was hell that's for a ring of honor show yeah that's crazy so <laughs> with that logistics stuff out of the way let's get to the shit show because this is supposed to be the show where um gcw is going to be set on the map for the national audience. This is supposed to be the show that new viewers are going to tune in to see what this is all about. For GCW, all I've ever seen was clips and clips and clips. I've never watched a full show up until last Sunday. And how did they do this? They fuck up on each and every possible way from the first match until the last match with a bunch of freaking botches, miscues, and miscalls along with complete terrible production issues with the audio and the camera changing it was fucking abysmal to watch yeah which is crazy because i mean i heard of gcw um but i kept hearing more and more and more about this show they had youtube ads out and everything so it's like all right i'm gonna check it out um because you know they really they're really excited about the fact that you know they're at their Hammerstein ballroom and everything. And they really was like, you know, we're the first wrestling event here since 2019, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go and check it out, you know, see what it is. I did. I saw some of the, um, I saw the match card and I did see like a lot. There were like um, AEW people there. So I'm like, all right, maybe this will be, you know, they're using AEW wrestlers to kind of like showcase their wrestlers and stuff like that. But yeah, it went, what I turned into, I was like, they, like, it was a small arena, so it's not like they needed big production or anything like that, but it felt like they weren't prepared at all. The camera, the feed cut out uh, a few times, and I'm like, I didn't know if that was me, and then it'll cut back on, and then the audio would go in and out, and yeah, the camera, the camera angles was all messed up, the matches was really a mess, and it didn't really feel like it was a presentation of GCW. Like I walked away not really knowing what GCW is all about because not even their own, it felt not even their own wrestlers was really over like that, except for the main event. Of course, people like really came out the woodworks uh, with that match. Um, But like I said, I came in when it was uh, Blake Christian versus Leo Rush. So I didn't see the first two matches, but from what I've seen there on, it was like it wasn't really a good showing of GCW. Like I, I didn't walk away like okay, you know that's what GCW is all about. Yeah, here's the difference between this and the very first ECW pay per view, very legal. Um, you if you watched that pay per view like years after, or you watched it as it happened. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you, did you? Um, I watched it. I didn't watch it when it happened. I had watched it back, I believe. Yeah, I watched it uh, back in 2001, but this is 
years after where I knew ECW existed. But for the people mm-hmm. who were watching ECW or tuning in for the first time, they saw something very different compared to WWF and WCW at the time. And a lot of them left out um, thinking, hey, I might, I'm going to check this ECW thing out um, right now. Especially since um, they did the whole thing when ECW invaded um, Raw that Raw, sorry, that Raw that raw that happened in 1997 about a month before they had a lot of promotion going to this gcw on the other hand this one felt like a cheap imitation of what they was trying to be when ecw was around and you could convince yourself that this is what it was but it's really not it really isn't and my god who was controlling the sound back there because i couldn't hear the crowd for shit for most of the night yeah, the crowd was really dead, which I was shocked about because I'm like, this is your this is the opportunity to put GCW on the map. When I first started watching NWA, when they re, re when they had a NWA power on YouTube, yeah. I checked it out. I knew what was it about. I love the feeling of it. I knew who the their originals was. And I was like, I'm gonna keep tuning in because this was enjoyable. But with this match, it was like the crowd, like even the crowd wasn't into it at all um, until like a few wrestlers who they really wanted to boo. Um, but it was like even for the GCW originals, they weren't there wasn't a pop until the uh, main event. Um, the crowd wasn't really into the match as much, like at least fake it, you know, for the people at home who's turning into who's tuning in for the first time like i really didn't know who to be like excited for to be more interested in and when a crowd isn't into um the match in a live show it's like why like you don't feel the energy at home so it's like if the crowd live there isn't interested into the match and this is my first time seeing this promotion it's like okay if their own wrestling fan base isn't into this why should i be into this so yeah, the the crowd being dead, especially for where they were at, um, it that was really it went that was really bad for them. Oh god damn. The crowd really came alive when Nick Gage came out, but that's a story for later in this episode. Yeah. So we got the grab the brass ring ladder match with AJ Gray, PCO, Alex Colin, G Raver, Tony Deppen, Jimmy Lloyd, and Jordan Oliver. The amount of crashes and botches on this batch just made me think this was amateur hour. One of the <laughs> most garbage ladder matches I've ever seen. It made the Cody and Sami Zayn match look like Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan, which was a good ladder match. Wow. Was that the match that uh, someone had a joint in their mouth and they did uh, a moonsault or something like that? Yes. Because I kept seeing that on YouTube. Yes. That's the, exactly the match. <laughs> my god all i kept seeing was car crashing spots um a lot of guys no selling a lot of guys coming up two seconds after a big move like seriously who taught these kids that's crazy who taught these kids i'm asking you well you know there are people in AEW that do that no sell, and I hate it when it happens ah. there too. <laughs> especially, especially last night with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. Oh my god, yeah. that was yeah. that that should have not been named a last um, a lights out match. Should have been named something else. 
It should have been just like a hardcore match or something like that. Because when you, that's like the whole hell in a cell thing. You know, when you say hell in a cell, you have certain expectations because of the matches that came before it. So when they announced this lights out match, I'm like, okay, they're really going to go to town and they're going to give us something, you know, as a wow factor. But we really didn't get it last night. I mean, if they had announced it as like a false count anywhere match or something like that, I would have been fine with it, but you know they barely left. They barely left the ring. Oh my lord! <laughs> you see, that's the other thing that bugs me. Every single time they have these matches, especially on AEW, even if it's for the whole show long, the fucking clown cart comes out and interference happens. Like this did not need an interference. It didn't. And but I I someone expected it because my uh, Adam Cole has like twenty people in his corner, and then once he starts calling people out, then of course uh, the best friends come out and everything like that. Um, but like I said, they had said this was like a uh, a hardcore match, a false count anywhere, or no holes bar, or something like that. I would have been fine with it. My whole thing with AEW, and it's one of the things I don't like the AEW does, is that they overhype something. And when it doesn't deliver, then suddenly it's like they, they oh. backtrack or something like that. But You're I feel like for one second, my doorbell just rang. <laughs> OK. All right, I'm back. All right. All right. So, yeah, that's just a, a crappy TV trope with AEW. The clown car yeah. comes in and a bunch of white dudes are in the ring or outside the ring. Fucking hell, please change this shit. <laughs> Anywho, let's get back to GCW. So, did you watch that ladder match? I didn't. I was going to watch it back, but after going through that show, I decided not to watch it back. So, I didn't watch it. So after that, we got the tri- a trios match. Team Gringo versus Team Bandito. And this match was okay, but this went through the same problems with the first match. Too many mistimed cues and too many botches that happened. Yeah, I didn't see this one, but I saw the, lo- the clip on Twitter where they had the three people stacked up. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and everybody's and then literally waiting. One... Sorry, and everyone in one spot where they went through the corner to the dive, the camera literally showed them for more than five seconds waiting to be freaking attacked. Like, all you guys are on the ground, and the camera's showing you. <laughs> Fuck, people not learning the power of TV, the power of camera magic to not show people, you know, just standing there like the um. Like Mortal Kombat characters, you know, just standing there wobbling until you're ready to do your move. Uh, I hate it when I see that on, on any promotion, no matter if it's WWE or AEW or anywhere else. Yeah. It, even though WWE annoys you, their camera cuts in every four seconds, at least they know when to, to freaking cut to the next one. Exactly. Oh, boy. 
makes me uh, makes my ADHD go wild when I see that shit. <laughs> Anyways, this match was okay, but they didn't really explain the lucha libre rules to the people who were watching. Oh wow! So then we get Blake Christian versus Leo Rush. This match is actually decent. Uh, Leo Rush was supposed to be in a ladder match, but he um for, for some reason he wasn't. So. <laughs> He's end up on this match. Crowd kept booing him. Uh, other than that, match is pretty decent. What do you think? Yeah, this match was pretty decent. Um, I had liked the showing between these two. Um, I think Leo Rush was replacing. Uh, I think he was replacing someone in this match. I forgot who it was, but um, yeah, this was a pretty good match. So yeah, me tuning in. I'm glad I tuned into this match from your. From your review of the previous two matches, I'm kind of glad that I tuned in to this one because this was a pretty good match. It is. And Leo Rush said he's um, leaving AEW in the next month. I'm like, okay. I'm getting, yeah. used to, I'm getting too used to this. Yeah, I mean, he left AEW before to retire. He left WWE as well. So I'm like, okay, you know, I hope whatever you find works for you um but yeah like what i said before when he left AEW the first time this guy can't stay in one company and i even made a joke about it that he crossed paths with mark henry again (laughs) you know i I told the the younger generation hey when i when i used to be part of the ring crew in uh staten island even though i was already freaking freelance journalist I didn't came there with a big chip on my shoulder. If they wanted me to do shit, I did it. Whether it was sweeping the ring up or helping them setting up the ring or bringing bags over. It's more like, hey, I'm, I'm learning about these guys and they want me to do shit, I'll do it. No complaints at all. Leo Rush is different. I know some people would say, hey, this generational thing that the old guy should not do that no more. Sometimes I do get it. But what if it's more like, hey, I want to get to know more about this guy. Uh, come travel with me and we can learn, learn more about each other and talk about the business instead of just, oh, do this, do that, do this, do that. All right. I mean, you have to, you kind of have to learn the ropes, basically. I mean, you have to start somewhere and work your way up i mean a lot of people in the younger generations feel as though things should be given to them instead of earned exactly i'm too old school for this <laughs> so leo rush loses uh thought that was a good match uh then we get matt cardona versus jody janela this one was an overbooked match mess i did not like any of this um, so this was the match I was concerned for the crowd because uh, they clearly did not like uh, Matt Cardona. Um, there was people that was like really in his face throwing up the uh, middle finger. So I was like, okay, I hope security is nearby in case someone like tries to take a swipe at him because it's, you know, we've seen it on WWE of people hopping the um, barricades to go after wrestlers. So, you know, the fact that the fans um, at GCW was able to control themselves, uh, you know, somewhat. Um, I was kind of impressed with that. But yeah, this was um, this was a lot with this match. Uh, it went on for a lot longer. Um, some of the action that happened, like, didn't make sense. Uh, like the spot where um, Chelsea Green had allegedly turned 
on Matt Cardona and was trying to help out Joey Janela. I felt as though that was a spot that should have been for the end. I think that would have been more, I think it would have meant more if it happened towards the end of the match and that that helped Matt Cardona um, breathe, uh, win. But instead, you know, it happened in the middle. Uh, then she tried to, she went to help out Joey Janela when he was at the top rope and then she, yeah. you know, attacked him. And it's like, oh, look, she tried to help him, but it didn't work. And then the commentary, the commentary was all over the place. I don't even know who does commentary for the, for GCW, but I didn't really like the commentary either. Um, it, it just didn't work for me uh, as far as with this match. Um, and I, I kind of like Joey Janela. He he's one of those people. I feel like like if he if you want someone to uh, sell the hardcore matches stuff like that, like he's your guy. He'll be the one that will go through tables and do all the craziness uh, there. But with this match. Um, no it um it really didn't make any sense to me i mean he was obviously trolling the car the crowd because he had a uh fuck mick foley shirt on i believe he had on yeah and um yeah this match um it felt like it went on for way too long and the crowd mainly was going against matt cardona they weren't exactly like fully behind joey janela because they kept mentioning how this is Joey Janela's company, but the crowd reaction was more for Matt Cardona than it was for Joey Janela. Here's my issue with this match. Mostly for Matt Cardona. He wanted to have his moment that John Cena and Rob Van Dam had at ECW One Night Stand. It didn't come off as organic at all to me. It just was like, hey, you're a copycat, whatever. I right. do like, I do like uh, Matt Cardona like him more better now than he was in WWE. But mm-hmm. that that moment just, it didn't do it for me. Second, as I said before, this is an overbooked mess. We have too many run-ins from people who are in WWE or not. Uh, we had the horn cycle bit. We had the, yeah. the tall, fat dude. We had um, Virgil half coming out. AD, half of AEW showed up in this match. <laughs> we had Virgil coming out. Um, just as Vince McMahon for what? For nothing. And I didn't get that nothing, either. Added nothing to the match. Um, makes me makes me freaking wonder. Um, how are they going to? How, are they going to get sued by WWE for this if they release this on home format because they play WWE's music? Because you know indie shows don't do that shit when they release this on home video. They got dubbed the music over. Yeah, that which I thought was crazy. Because when I saw that, I was like, what what was the point of that? Like, uh, did, does GCW have something against WWE all of a sudden? Because, um, you know, I, I didn't get that part at all with him coming out at with the Vince McMahon mask. I figured they did that just to get the pop. But yeah, this was it was just too much. Like every, half of AEW showed up in this. Um, people were running in and everything like that. And it was just like it was just too much. It felt like whatever they can throw in in this match, they threw in. But it didn't and help at all. The only bright spot of the match for me was when X-Pac came in. And he's not wrestled since 2013. He's itching to get back in the ring. He he looked like he still could go the way he yeah, was he um, doing good. his moves out there. But that was the only bright spot of the match for me. Uh, Matt Cardona defeated Joey Janela. 19 minutes, 43 seconds. 
That was very long. The longer the match went, the more I got annoyed up until X-Pac came out. Yeah, because with all those people running in, like they didn't really do much to add to the match. Um, like it didn't even help the match to be finished because the person will come in, they'll interfere, do one move, and then they'll leave out. But and the match will continue on for another five minutes. And oh, I it, also forgot to mention Sabu was in the match too. <laughs> Luckily, he had a mask on. <laughs> Because he's like, yeah, no, that was the next match. I think. Oh, no. OK, yeah. That was yeah, the next that was the match. next match. Yeah, that that killed me, too. <laughs> when he showed up, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it just felt like anyone from the in anyone outside of GCW to like show up in this. And it just felt like an all star type of pay-per-view instead of it being GCW. Because I'm like, you're not even. Like they kept talking, the commentators kept talking about, like I said before, about how this, you know, Joey Janela is GCW, but there was like no concentration on Joey Janela. Instead, it was all about Matt Cardona, which, you know, it felt like they was trying to recreate the John Cena ECW moment. Um, he threw the shirt out. Someone tore it up, threw it at Chelsea Green instead. Yep. Um, you know, people was throwing up the middle finger and stuff like that. Um, and then the mat, the way the match finished was the same way to the Cena match finished. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, when um, Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers came out with the damn helmet and jacket and speared him. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it's just like it was like everyone show up in this match, but there wasn't like like I, I was watching this, I was like. I can just go back to watching AEW because half the people in this match was from AEW anyway. I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't show me what GCW is about. This is like a, it was like a freaking circus. Like you said, it was over. It was like overly booked. It was just too much. It was really too much. Yeah, I'd rather not talk about the rest of that handicap match. Here's another horrible match that happened afterwards. Ruby Soho going against Ali Catch. Mike, Ali Catch is fucking horrible. I've heard people say so much about her. Then when I checked her out, she has no ring conditioning whatsoever, lack of a ring awareness, and no way, no way learning of how to sell. She's fucking awful. Yeah, I felt the same way because you know they I saw the I saw on Twitter, I think it was, of her recreating Ruby Soho's. Um, vignette when she was walking around New York and stuff. Yeah, so that was and that was pointless too. Yeah, it's, well, I was hyped because I kept hearing about her and stuff like that. Like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's good and like she, this is like her dream match and everything like that. And I was watching it. I was like, okay, you know, she has an she like she has a different look and everything like that. And I was watching it and I was like, she looks gas. And yes. it wasn't even like five minutes in. And then like Ruby Soho tried, you know, she definitely tried at a couple of spots where it felt like Ali really didn't know what to do next. And that wasn't a good showing either, because I was like, I was kind of hoping I was like, OK, you know, was hoping to see what their women's division is all about and stuff. And it was more about Ruby Soho than it was about Ali. I mean, Ali wasn't ready for the position that she was in um so i don't know if that's their top female star or something if that's their top female star they really need they really need help they need more help than AEW needs help with the women's division 
Um, because yeah, like you said, she was gassed. It wasn't, and this match was like under 10 minutes. And I think like minute four or something like that, I, I remember she tried to go to the top rope or something. And I saw her like stop a little bit to take a deep breath. And I'm like, she looks gassed. So I'm like, well, she's not conditioned for, you know, wrestling and stuff. And it felt like, it felt like I was watching AEW Dark. That's what it felt like. It felt like this was, she was an enhancement talent that was going against Ruby Soho. And that's when I was like, this is, it felt like this is more for the people coming, the outs, the people outside of GCW than it is for people in GCW. So now, and I'm sitting here for the, like the second time, like, I might as well have watched AEW because this is more about people coming into GCW for the appearances than it was for um, than it was for the GCW originals. Like they may well have renamed this like Worlds Collide or something like that because this wasn't about GCW. This was about everyone else. But yeah, this wasn't a really good showing of their women's division at all. Like the crowd That's booed what, Ruby Soho yeah, when she won, and Ruby was like, "I'm sorry." Like, <laughs> like it wouldn't have been believable if Ali had won. You know, once she really saw the match, so I'm like, "Of course, Ruby Soho had the win." And it's like, you know, like all the out, all of their outsiders came in and won. And here's the thing: everyone on the roster probably has no problem with that because, oh, we're working, we are working with the the draws here. I'm like, right. if I'm part of a promotion and. I'm seeing all the outsiders coming and when I'll probably be pissed about that. Yeah. Cause this isn't like, this is, this isn't like a regular show or something like that. This is, this is the pay-per-view that y'all like really sell to a lot of people that this is, this is y'all moment. Y'all are at yep. Hammerstein ballroom. Y'all the first wrestling match in two years, two, three years with this, you guys put out, YouTube videos showing your GCW originals. You know, you had people on Twitter hyping up the show and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like this was your chance to bring in new viewers. This was your chance to find out, okay, yeah, I like this. Who's this Ali Catch? I'm going to check her out a little more often. And I felt like they did a disservice to their own talent because I walked away from this wanting to watch the ECW people than I was wanting to watch the GCW people. Continue like, talking for one second. Go yeah. ahead. Like, I don't know, because a lot of the AC AEW people won. So I don't know if this was on Tony or if this was on GCW. If this was on Tony, you know, kind of shame on him because your people can win on your own show. The, if they were to lose on this show, it's not going to affect what happens on AEW. But if this was on GCW's end, then it's shame on them because you're doing your people a disservice. Like, exactly. at, like you're, you're doing your, your people a disservice because now viewers aren't going to value your wrestlers like that because all of your people lost to outsiders and, ha and their, their wins have nothing to do with AEW. Ruby isn't going to go back to Dynamite and said, I just beat Ali Catch. I need to get a title. No, this, you should be putting on your own people. Like if Ali Catch was, you know, if she didn't wrestle the way she did and she were to beat Ruby Soho, that would have been a big thing because that really would show like, hey, these people in GCW, you know, they're tough enough to defeat some of these AEW people. Let, let me check out who they are. It's sort of what they do with WWE. Whenever 
whenever they bring up, you know, it, what they did with uh, Karrion Cross or something like that. You, what we saw with Jeff Hardy and Karrion Cross. After you see the way Karrion Cross lost, you wouldn't, you're not going to sit there and say, you know what, let me check out this Karrion Cross, even though he just lost very quickly to Jeff Hardy. Um, no, like I didn't walk away from this wanting to see this pay per view or this. I, I walked away from this not wanting to see this show, the this promotion again. And I had the plan to watch the rest of the pay per view that I had missed. But after watching this, I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna watch this again. I felt bad uh, for nope, people not me who either. paid. Yeah, I felt bad for people who paid for this because you came in with an expectation with it and the company didn't even do themselves justice. I am interested to see how many people tuned into this. You're probably not gonna find that out for another week and a half or so. Yeah. But I am interested to see who tuned into this. How many people tuned in? So after that, we got Jeff Jarrett going against Effie, the out, last outlaw Jeff Jarrett. I will say <laughs> this. His entrance, what I thought was pretty cool. Um, this is the most interesting I've been with, with Jeff Jarrett since WCW. Um, this felt like a different Jeff Jarrett match. However, the wrong person won. I agree. Jeff Jarrett kind of gave me the Undertaker type vibes, the way he was standing at the top of the uh, entrance ramp and everything. Yeah, I feel as though the wrong person won too. I felt as though Effie should have won this because I had liked Effie. I thought he was, you know, very different and everything. But like, once again, GCW not doing their people justice. Like you walk away from this more interested in Jeff Jarrett than you were interested in Effie. And then we get to Moxley versus Homicide for the GCW World Championship. Luckily, this was not a crazy match because if I was AEW, I would not have him anywhere near any kind of um, deathmatch promotions. Yeah, definitely. I mean, did you, did you see Michael Jordan playing pickup games while he was on his rise in the NBA? <laughs> nope. <laughs> exactly. Do you think the NBA would even allow that? No. Nope. They'll tell the they'll tell the freaking uh, organizers fuck off, dude. He's not going there. Exactly, but unfortunately for AEW, John Moxley is the champ, so it's like <laughs> it. GCW kind of put themselves in a bind because it's like your your world champion isn't even from your company. Oh my god! Oh, by the way, those fuck bully Ray chats were deserved. Yes, fuck Bully Ray. Like, I Ugh. I think he said it just to get. I I I would like to believe he said it just to get attention. Like, I really hope he really didn't mean what he said. That he just wanted to get himself trending again, and so he just he just said it just to get the attention. Um, I forgot who said. It. I think it was Paige. She mentioned that's why people like Devon more. <laughs> True though, <laughs> and I'll tell you from experience that it is very true. <laughs> yeah, but with this match, uh, I'm surprised that you know, I didn't because I I didn't realize that John Moxley was the champion. I thought it was actually Homicide that was the champion, and that John Moxley they were using John Moxley to get the attention uh, there. But not only did John is John Moxley the world champ, he won. And it's like, okay, you guys really aren't doing yourselves any justice because not only did you not do a good showing of your own people, but the world champion 
isn't even from your company. So it's like, why are we, why are we, why are we going to tune in again to your show if I can watch your world champion on Wednesdays instead? Exactly. And uh, let's go to the main event since that main event only was five minutes. It was Matt Tremont and Nick Gage going against the Briscoe brothers. Here's a here's the thing. I don't like Nick Gage, and I know there are fans of his. Now, if they're out there watching Nick Gage matches, they expect death matches. Well, mm-hmm. here in New York City, there's a thing called the New York State Athletic Commission. No death matches are allowed in New York City. So GCW was head and heels the moment they put this um, show in New York City. They should have realized then that they couldn't do a death match there. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing, but that's crazy. If that's crazy, if if they didn't know that that what that is um, that that rule is there, that's very dumb of them. If they did know it was there, then it's very dumb of them to put Nick Gage in this with knowing that the crowd would have that expectation. Um, a lot of people thought that the FTR was going to show up. I'm glad they didn't because I was like they're. There's too many AEW wrestlers here for on this show that's supposed to be about GCW. If if, if FTR would have showed up, then it would have been more about FTR mainly showing up versus your tag team champions. Um, this match was the match that like really turned me off from GCW. Five minutes and 28 seconds. For your main event. And it was like a cluster. Like the way that finish was one of the worst finishes that I've seen in wrestling. You know, they was running out of time because they didn't time all their fucking matches right. They, they needed someone to format the show. Yeah. Like it, it was, it, it felt like, like this felt like this should have took place in a high school gym. Like I feel as though like they really overbooked themselves with this. Cause it's crazy that the Joey Janela match went from almost for almost 20 minutes, which could have been cut in half. If you deleted yeah. half of the people who showed up that really didn't do anything to the match, like Virgil showing up in a Vince McMahon mask. Um, who else? Hornswoggle, giant Hornswoggle showing up. Um, yeah. It, it, half the people that showed up, you could have got rid of that. You could have gave an extra five, 10 minutes to your main event. It even goes it. way back in the beginning with that ladder match, 16 minutes that went. Yeah, which really wasn't and needed. It wasn't because the longer the match went, the more botches happened. That, that match should have been cut down at least by four minutes. Yeah, and I, I would hope that, you know, whoever's in a gorilla position, you know, communicating to the refs or something like that will let people know, like, hey, or even tell the timekeeper, like we keep hearing on AEW, Count down five minutes left, or just say, you know, this match is for this much left. Tell the ref, hey, tell him to go home. This this is going on for too long. Like yes. your main event was shorter than every single match on your card. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. And it wasn't like it was that short because of an interference or like DQ or something like that. Like, no, they the Briscoes lost clean. And it looked like, obviously, it wasn't the finish that they expected because he kicked, um, because one of the Briscoes broke up the match. But because they were such in a 
such in a rush, they had the ref count the three pretty quickly. And then the Briscoes was looking very confused. And then they tried to wrap up the show with Nick Gage and stuff like that. And I'm sitting here like, this wasn't a good showing at all. The fact that your uh, your main event was only for five minutes because you wanted the main event to show uh, Nick Gage. And the and crowd the, and- popped for Nick Gage than anyone else on the roster. They wanted that and all these wrestlers wanted to get their shit in. I'm like, they're lucky agents like Jim Ross or Arn Anderson or even some of WWE Stooges were not there because they would have told them straight up, no, you need to do this by this time. No, you're not doing that shit here. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, yo, they must have ran out of time because that's exactly what it looked like, that they ran out of time. And I'm like, I bet you they could have cut down on some of these matches. And it was just that, and that just shows horrible production. If that's what you guys do on your biggest show, I could only imagine how your, how your regular shows go. This is their first on pay-per-view. Their oh, I didn't even know that. Pay- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the other shows they've done was on Fight TV. This was their very first one on pay-per-view. Well, then it'll probably be one of their last because um, I'll let, I'm sure their hardcore fan base will be the ones that'll keep tuning in, but they're not going to gain any new viewers. Like half your roster I can watch on Wednesday instead. Maybe need to learn how to format the show the next time they go on national pay-per-view. You have a three-hour time slot. Everybody, sh- everything should have been handled th- that three hours. Yeah. You got to tell your wrestlers, this is how much time we have for your, for your match. Like, don't, don't sit here and just say, oh, you guys just go until you guys go. Because like I said, some of these matches, it was just too much. Like, you could have you accomplished this, you know, within half the time. Exactly. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Yeah. Well, that's the show for this week. Uh, Royal Rumble is going to be this Saturday night. I will post a discussion thread on my Facebook uh, account. Uh, JD, thank you for coming on for the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Uh, go ahead and plug your stuff. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at JDC137. That's J-A-Y-D-E letter C-137. You can also find the podcast at Russell Brett on Twitter. You can click the link in the profiles for my Instagram, uh, TikTok, which I'm, uh, I got to work on it. <laughs> um, the Facebook page and also the YouTube page, which I will be working on. I had some family emergencies. So the YouTube page, the YouTube channel kind of took a back seat. Um, but I am planning on reacting to matches that I haven't seen before that I'll be watching the first time. Um, I plan to check out the um, WWE put out a Royal Rumble, like top 10, uh, top 25 moments or something like that. That's I, I read people were complaining oh, about. So <laughs> I'm going to react to that as well. So uh, definitely subscribe, like and listen to the podcast episodes when it comes out every Friday. Awesome. 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 Uh, thank you again for coming on. I hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. You too. You are welcome.